We're going to talk to somebody who went to four different universities over six years in four different countries. But as soon as she graduated, what did she do? Started an Amazon business and within two years already exited her seven-figure per year company. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. If you're like me, maybe you were intimidated about learning how to do Amazon PPC, or maybe you think you just don't have the hours and hours that it takes to download and sort through all of those sponsored ads reports that Amazon produces for you. Adtomic for me allowed me to learn PPC for the first time, and now I'm managing over 150 PPC campaigns across all of my accounts in only two hours a week. Find out how Adtomic can help you level up your PPC game. Visit h10.me forward slash Adtomic for more information. That's h10.me forward slash A-D-T-O-M-I-C. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level. Level. I can't even talk anymore, guys. Of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. That's that's what happens when you've done like 350 episodes, guys, and you've said the same thing. Sometimes you can't even say it uh, anymore. But anyways, um, sometimes what I do on this show is I'll just completely randomly either meet somebody or 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 see like an article or a video somewhere. I'll be like, oh man, this person sounds interesting. Their story, like they seem like they have a good story. I don't want to like watch any more of this video. I just want to like see if I can find them and bring them on the uh, podcast. I've done that a couple times before. Uh, you guys remember, you know, Shan Shan and uh, Sharon. You know, I heard his story before tons and tons of times. Uh, I, I've just like found people that way randomly. And so the, I don't know what it was. I think it was on LinkedIn and I'm connected to some people from Amazon Singapore. You know, I have a good relationship with a Amazon Singapore. We, we've been uh, working together for a little bit. And then, so I was looking at one of my friends from Amazon's feed and he put a YouTube video like of an Amazon video, like an Amazon YouTube channel. And it was like, hey, here's a success story of an Amazon seller. And I clicked on, I was watching for 30 seconds. I was like, okay, th this seems interesting. Uh, I wanna see if this person, first of all, uses Helium 10. So then I checked the brand name and then I went to our customer service department. I was like, all right, guys, is there any accounts in Helium 10 that has this domain, which I, I, I'm sure you were going to talk about it, but I already forgot what the domain is, but I, it was fresh in mind. And so I took it to the uh, customer service and they're like, yeah, yeah, there's somebody who's been a Helium 10 member for like three years and it's this exact company name. I was like, ooh, this must be them. So then I contacted my friend in Amazon. I'm like, hey, you know that that video that you just put up uh, uh, of this uh, lady uh, who, who started this company named Crystal? She's like, yeah, 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 I know the video. I was like, can you connect me with her? Because I I want to get the, her whole story on the podcast. And then within like two or three days, we got connected and then boom goes the dynamite. Here we are. And as it turns out, you said we actually met in person. Yeah. So we before? actually met uh, twice, I would say. So in, twice. Yes. Now that, that's pretty embarrassing. My, my memory <laughs> no, is it's, terrible. It's actually the, the Prosper show. I think I, I met you in a hidden 10 party. And then the next day I was with a friend of mine and then we're in the exhibition hall. So I think my friend okay. talked to you, but I didn't talk to myself because I, you know, like, so for me, I'm a very talkative person, but every time I meet somebody famous, I just get nervous and I just, well, I, I don't feel like that with me. <laughs> and I just couldn't but I don't feel anything. so bad now. If it was that prosper show, like, you know, there was like, you know, thousands of people. So, I mean, 
people know my memory is bad, but now I don't feel so bad because <laughs> like if we were to talk, who, who are you with? Uh, I was with, with Mutul Patel. Oh, Mutul, yeah. yes, that's my. I've known him for like four years, and he was on the podcast oh, really? uh, about twenty or thirty episodes ago. Yep, yep, oh, yep. Mutul, it's, just, it's a small world, for guys. Sure. It's crazy how we get connected. You guys were talking All right. about baseball cards at mm-hmm. the time when we met. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's us. <laughs> Absolutely, we're always talking about baseball cards. Yes. All right, now, what what piqued my interest? Like I already like I like I said, my memory's bad. Or but you know something that that was like what in the world? The very first thing was. It said that you started your Amazon business with a hundred thousand dollar investment. Right. So let's not jump there yet, but, but I wanted to say that now because I know I'm going to forget it in a little bit. But let me start at the beginning. Where were you uh, born and raised? So yeah, I was born and raised in China. Uh, so I'm uh, okay. Chinese, and I was from a place. Uh, it's called Hangzhou. So where you know Alibaba is from is an e-commerce hub. Coincidentally, uh, until I was 20 years old, then I moved to California initially, actually, and uh, then I moved to Canada. And now I'm in Singapore. Okay. Okay. So you, you you've been all over the place. Now, <laughs> uh, did you did you come to Canada for university or something or what what yeah. uh, what brought you to North America? Yeah. So initially I was in UC Davis. I was there for exchange student. I was oh, yeah. in, you know exchange semester work. UC Davis isn't that like a lot of farmers or yeah, something oh, go to? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's abs- agriculture. Yes. Yes. Agriculture department was very good. Um, but okay. I was uh, so initially I was studying computer science in China, um, and then I wanted to change change my major. So I changed to economics and psychology okay. and finance. Um, so after a exchange quarter in UC Davis, I officially transferred to uh, Canada. So I actually went to University of Alberta, uh, you know, which is in Edmonton, Alberta, in Canada. Mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you know, but, you know, they have a... Yep, I just went there for the first oh, time. Oh, uh, interesting. For Amazon conference. So have- AMZ One Step is based out of there. They're a company who just does a lot of content with us and they're based that they, they hosted a conference and it was, uh, and one of my employees, you know, on my a- actual team, Leilama oh. Hassan, she, she, um, she lives in Edmonton. Edmonton. So Euler, Euler country. Yeah, exactly. There. They're in playoff right now. So I was there yes. for uh, three and a half years for my university. And after that, I moved to Calgary, uh, which is another okay. city in Alberta for two and a half years. I worked there and then I uh, came to... What, what did you do for work Yeah, over there? so I worked for Ernest & Young as a management consultant. Um, okay. And after that, I moved to Singapore for my MBA. Um, and then after that, I... That's a, that's a lot of school. Yeah, I know. It's, sounds like you've been in school for I years know, and years and it's years. It's way too much education. You know, I try to be a good Asian girl when I was in my 20s. And I <laughs> <Yep. laughs> want to please my parents and, you know, whatever. They're really hard to please, but... Um, and then after, uh, yeah, so I moved to Singapore for my MBA and then I graduated work here for a few years and then I started my Amazon business. Okay. So you, I mean, I don't know that that sounds like, you know, six, eight, 10 years of schooling. <laughs> it obviously wasn't for a degree in Amazon. So no. you, 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 you studied all these things. Now, what made you say, you know what? I'm not sure if I'm going to get into this field. Let me go ahead and start a business on Amazon. Like that—that's not like a normal jump after eight eight years of school to do that. So, what was the thought process there? How did you discover the Amazon opportunity and decide that that was the way to go? For right. You? So, uh, I mean, first of all, you know, my MBA, uh, you know, study was only one year, so that helped uh, with a little bit of a saving okay. time. Uh, but I definitely always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just kind of knew that I, I want to do this uh, for a long time. And uh, it's really just because of immigration issues when I was in Canada, you know, because I need to get my permanent residence, yada, yada, yada. So, like, I was on a visa. Mm-hmm. Like, I just could never do it. But in the meantime, I was always trying to 
hash out ideas with my friends. You know, we're thinking about software ideas. We're thinking about、uh, financial service ideas. We're thinking about a bunch of ideas. But my true passion was always in consumer products that I knew because I had this habit ever since I was a kid. I will go to supermarkets、uh, with my parents, and I will go grocery shopping every week. But somehow, I was always able to pick up the most expensive item on the aisle because I had an eye for pro-、uh, product packaging. So I、okay. wouldn't even look at the price. I just knew this one is what I like, and what I like is always the most expensive item. You know, because they're just so well put together, right? So like, I just love that process of like. Figuring out the products, you know what they do, and the packaging, the color they use, the design, and what makes them attractive to consumers. And I think that I just always was like that.、Um, and unfortunately, I actually wanted to do consumer products in my consulting as well, consulting journey, but、uh, I was never able to do that. So in the end, I just had this yearning, you know, in my head. And even in my MBA uh, essay, uh, you know, application essay, I said that I want to start my own business.、Um, so、uh, after I moved to Singapore, I worked a little bit, you know, in consulting again, and I just knew that was not for me. And at that time, I got my Singapore PR as well, you know, which is you know permanent residence, which means you can quit、mm-hmm. a job and you can just work, right, like a normal person. You don't need to work in another job anymore. Other, because you know how if you don't have a PR and if it's like American green card, right? If you don't have a green card, you're on a visa. Then、uh, if you don't have a job, then you'll be kicked out of the country within a few months, right? So,、uh, so at that time, I had my PR, I had my freedom, and the, I think the second day I got my PR. I I registered my company in Singapore,、um, so that's the company that you're going to start for Amazon. Yes, yes, and、uh, so that's so so so、yeah. so you already decided, like you know, in your mind, hey, this is Amazon, but but still, like, how, how did you even know about Amazon? Yeah, like, you know, like like I said, this is not something you study in school. For so sure, did, did you just find this online, or、sure. you had a friend、yes. doing it, or what? Yeah, so so I have a friend who's also also an entrepreneur, and、uh, he came to visit me from Vancouver. Uh, and I told him I was like, hey, you know, like I really want to start my own thing, but I don't know what that is. I wanted to do something consumer goods related.、Uh, and he said that you know, like, why don't you look into Amazon? You know, apparently he said kids these days make a lot of money on Amazon. And I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. And、uh, so I started to look on、uh, YouTube actually, and I. Uh, you know, I you know, as a lot of a lot of other people, I actually took a class, <laughs> a course on Amazon,、um, okay. and、uh, and then I was like, wow, this is really makes sense. I still remember, you know, the guy he talked about supply and demand. He was like, you know, this is a product supply,、uh, supply and demand. You always want to find something that is in high demand but low supply, yada yada yada. Basic econ one on one. And I was like, this makes total sense. I want to do mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. and I burned through the course, and I literally just register my account that week, and then I register for my company as soon as I got my PR. Okay, now hold on. You registered your company. Now at that point, though, like, did you make a company name that? Kind of had to do with the product that you you ended up making. No, absolutely not. So initially, I was、okay. actually wanted to do. So I had a business partner initially, and、uh, mm-hmm. he was from New York.、Uh, well, he lived there, and、uh, we wanted to start a company、uh, that in travel space. You know, so we wanted to make you know some like travel kits for for people so they can kind of have whatever they need when they're on the trip. But unfortunately, you know, the pandemic hit. But 
Uh, good thing that we actually didn't pursue that route because otherwise that would have yeah. ended a dis- <laughs> as a disaster. Yeah, 2020, the travel niche was uh, not exactly a, a good uh, way to go. No, 100%. On Amazon. No, 100% not, but we didn't know that, right? Because we started uh, yeah, brainstorming yeah, it uh, in 2019. Okay, so you made the company name, but and then you're like, okay, this is just maybe a generic company name. Um, now let's go ahead and start doing product research and decide what to sell. Yeah. So w- what happens is that we actually did a focus group, me and him, and then we decided on a bound. Uh, so that, you know, that's a company name and, uh, based on a lot of people's feedback on travel, right? So, you know, we're, we're thinking about, okay, what, what are the names that people resonate when they you know go somewhere? So basically we come up with a bound, right? And I added lifestyle at the end because- okay. So what happens is that he took a job with a McKinsey and he didn't want to do this anymore. So I decided to do this myself. Um, and uh, I, at the time, was thinking about home, you know, in home decor instead of travel, because, you know, I was thinking, you know, like I'm more passionate about home. So I'm just going to start something with home now that he's gone. So then I added lifestyle uh, uh, after Abound, right? Because, you know, Abound is more kind of like travel name. I add Abound Lifestyle mm-hmm. is more kind of a lifestyle brand. So that's uh, where the name okay. came from. Okay. Now, you're living in Singapore at this time? Yes. And what was the process like for you being a... Now, now wait. Uh, at this time, what was your citizenship? Well, yeah. So I've always been Chinese. I'm still Chinese right now. Okay. Uh, but I'm a... Okay. So then yeah. when you applied to sell in North America, you applied as a as a Chinese citizen? Uh, so... Living in Singapore. This is tied to, it's actually tied to the company. Uh, so the company mm, is a Singapore okay. company. It doesn't really matter what citizenship you have. You can always have, uh, you know, companies in different uh, countries, right? So Got when it. I was in Canada, I had my own company as well, and it's a Canadian company. Okay. Okay. So then, you know, I get this question a lot, you know, people who live in other countries are like, oh yeah. man, how do I... You know, is it too hard to, to, to set up, you know, I'm not a citizen of uh, America. How do I set up an Amazon yeah. USA account? And that, that what you just said it, it is the easier way as opposed to trying to do it and, you know, show your, you know, uh, you have to have a, a call sometimes. Right, I right. think actually nowadays you have to do that now, no. you know, with passport and stuff. But when you have a company, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot better process. Okay. So, so you started now, you decided on the company name, Yeah. started your Amazon account. What was your process on like actually figuring out what was the exact first product you were going to do and what was the first product that you ended up launching? Yeah, so I was looking into a bunch of different products and I would say like it's not magical formula, right? You kind of just need to try and see. I, I would say it's really just throwing, you know, mud on the wall and see which one sticks at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, initially I was doing this thing and, you know, as I remember, it's a USB light. So it's like a light where you insert into your car USB port or okay. your, you know, laptop and it kind of like lights up the ceiling, right? So it has a Rolls Royce kind of like, you know, star, star lights, uh, whatever you call it. And then, um, so I was doing that and it was a very cheap product. It was $10, uh, literally super saturated, competitive market, wasn't making any money, wasn't selling anything. And I was like, well, this is harder than I expected. But then, you know, I kept trying and um, I basically uh, started to sell, you know, textile products. And, uh, uh, you know, I started to sell, you know, I think the, the, our biggest, you know, best seller products is Chunky Knit Blanket. Uh, and it did really well. And I started to just kind of pile on other product ideas as an extension of that brand, you know. So we started to sell, uh, you know, rugs, bath mats, uh, you know, uh, pillows, uh, you know, curtains, et cetera, bedding. So 
So that's how, you know, this whole brand comes How together. did this hundred, where does this $100,000 startup come? Like, yeah. was it for your first X number of products or like you, you invested that much yeah. all at once it, or how, talk about that. Cause that, that was what blew me. That was what I was like, all right, I'm going to pause right here because that's crazy. I, I have never met somebody, just a, 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 a one person yeah. who put in this much money. Yeah. Okay. So, so I would say, first of all, that's my saving. Right. And I, <laughs> and I would say like, that was my entire saving at the time after B school, you know, paid off all the <laughs> tuition fee and everything. Um, so I, I literally put everything I had to the business because, and it's not, you know, all together, right. Cause that's kind of like, that's not necessary. Right. Like I didn't want it okay, to okay. not prove something and then put that much money. Right. I only wanted to put that much money when, uh, something is proven. So we, you know, when I started to sell chunky blanket, it really kind of like blew up. Uh, and the first year it was just doing better and better. And I was constantly out of stock. And then I would say the first year I put a hundred, you know, like the total of a hundred thousand dollars into uh, the business. Uh, so that was after. how many products uh, was that? So I would say most of that money went to that uh, skew, like went to that parent product. And I would say at the time mm -hmm. I probably had four skews. Okay, okay. So then in your like I don't know your your first six months. What was your gross sales? Yeah, approximately. Oh, I know it's oh. kind of a hard. Yeah, thing it's, to remember. it's it's a little bit hard to think about it right now. But I think at yeah. the time, oh gosh, so it's so okay. So first of all, it's more more of a seasonal product. So we did sell uh, the most during November and uh, December. So I'll say the first few months, okay, the first three months was probably you know something about hundred k, like nothing too spectacular. Right. And it really started to pick up around September. Oh, yeah. Nothing. A hundred thousand dollars. In total. No, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, comparing to the winter numbers, right? Because that was like. Sure, good. sure, sure. Okay. All right. So um, I'm assuming the LED light failed oh, or no. you, you gave up on it or. I mean, I, I was like, this is not going anywhere. Like, nah, I yeah. just gave up on it. Okay. So that, that's good. You know, some people like they get so emotionally attached to their first product and they're like, no, I got to just keep doing, it. I got to try whatever it takes to keep this going. But that's, I, mean, I like that attitude. Like, Hey, you can see it wasn't making money for you. This is, this is not uh, a home run. Yeah. We, we got to go ahead and stop this and move to something else. Now from, from day one, were you, did you already have in mind an exit, you know, because, you know, in those days, you know, 2020, you know, 2019, 2020, all of a sudden now people were starting to get to know about like aggregators and, and exiting your business. Whereas like 2018, 2017, almost nobody was talking about sure. those kind of things. So when you were first starting, did you already have that in mind? Like, hmm, you know, I, uh, it would be nice if I can build this brand up and sell it. Or were you like, you know what, I, I just want to build this brand up and, and see if it can, it can, you know, make me a lot of money yeah. by itself. So, so I think uh, there's a little bit for me, because I, I did have a little bit of a business education. So like we were taught a lot, right? Uh, even in school, like, on you know, exit. And then I remember when I first started off uh, in, you know, this business, because, you know, I wasn't sure if it's going to be an Amazon business or a Shopify or not. Right. And I remember talking to an angel investor and he said that you should always build your business from the exit and, uh, you know, and backwards, right? So always have an exit in mind when you build your business, right? doesn't matter whether you exit it or not, but it's always good so that you know what to look for. So that's what I had in mind. Even, you know, like, I think uh, I had this, you know, I think the sheet that I wrote down, uh, a bunch of goals on uh, and in my study. And I think at the time I was thinking about exiting in five years, 
Uh, it came a little bit earlier than that later on, but I definitely had that as a goal. All right. And, and you know, I'm looking at your, your website, uh, you know, and I can see, uh, I'm not sure which are newer products or which were the products when you were running things, but are you the one who developed this concha bread pillow, the Mexican pan dulce <laughs> pillow? So, I mean, that's a, that's an interesting story because uh, we did have an intern uh, who was actually a Mexican uh, Chinese. <laughs> so uh, and, A Mexican Chinese? And then she lived in Hong Kong, right? And uh, so it's kind of like a, you know, a mix of interesting- in Hong Kong, oh my goodness. <laughs> a, a background there. And then she, uh, you know, she speaks fluent English, but, you know, her Spanish is better, I would say. Um, and uh, okay. so she was interning with us as a marketing uh, intern and she was looking to different product ideas. And then she found the concha pillow idea. And I had no idea what was concha. I don't think I had a concha in my life. And she uh-huh. was like, oh my gosh, like this is like huge in Mexico. Like I, you know, like it would be like, you know, very good as a pillow idea. So I started to do my research on Amazon. I found out there's only one seller. Um, and uh, so that's why, you know, I was like, okay, you know, like we need to get onto this like tomorrow, you know, because... It fits the brand image very well. And, you know, like it's also so novel and, you know, I just love the idea. So we kind of developed, you know, products around that, but it's completely excellent. (laughs) So, so it was just a complete like random idea that one of your employees had. Yes. Okay. So now, like you said, this was only like one company doing it. So it's not like, Hey, there's so much of it. And you can find like a million companies on Alibaba who already have this design. So I'm assuming you had to design this yourself. And so what was that process like? So did you have your friend kind of like come up with a design for you? And then you just found a a generic pillow company and said, Hey, can you guys make this? Or what's the process on making something that, that, kind of doesn't exist out yeah, there. Yeah, so I would say, I mean, first of all, like, you, you know, it's not like nobody's selling it, right? So we did have a little bit of idea of how, what the shape okay. would look like. But also I think what mm-hmm. really helped was that uh, we look at, you know, the food, right? Like the Kung Chai itself. <laughs> um, and then I basically just kind of like sent to my supplier and be like, hey, can you make a few different versions of this? And then send it to me and then I'll see which one, uh, you know, is the best. And I, uh, you know, I had a few different versions and I actually launched a PicFu uh, survey on them. And then I picked okay. the most, like the most well-liked one. Um, and on top of that, you know, obviously like there's some other uh, pillows, uh, other samples that might look even more like a concha, but it wasn't that classy. So I felt like it didn't really fit into the bread image as well. So I basically just chose the one that is the most elegant, but also the most well-liked. And I could see that as a staple item, you know, like not like too out of there or something that in people's home. Okay. All right, cool. All right. What about, uh, I was looking at the store, another, um, and th- I'm just taking advantage of this because, you know, I, I know that, uh, the, the company is, is public, you know, usually you, you know how Amazon sellers are. Oh my goodness. You know, uh, you, you, I, I'll, I don't care if it was a product I sold 10 years ago. I can never, I can never tell you what it is, but you know, on, on that YouTube video, you, you said what your brand was and you're ready to what your brand was. Here. Right. So anyways, another top seller is get naked bath mat. So where did that idea uh, come from? Yeah. So, uh, I would say that is also, Okay, so after you have a brand, right? And after you okay. have a few different products, you started to get the idea of what your brand's personality is. Uh, so I always wanted to have it to be a little bit more kind of uh, humorous, personable, colorful. 
not just a point, you know, not just a, you know, black and white, whatever, you know, kind of a standard Ikea, right? So, um, and that's why I was looking for those products that kind of fit into that mold. Uh, so Get Naked, I mean, like Get Naked is, uh, it's, it's, it fits into that, you know, 100%, right? So, um, and this, you know, also, you know, based on a lot of research on Amazon, we found that there is a market for that. Um, and that's why we just started to, you know, do the, the, the Batman. I was also doing really well. Um, and then, so we launched, uh, more vari- variations after that. Yeah. So, so guys, here's, here's another lesson, you know, once you do start a brand on Amazon and you're trying to build up the brand, you know, don't, don't try and just put yourself in a box. You know, this was all under the same brand. Uh, she made a brand name that was, I, I don't, I don't want to necessarily use the word generic because sometimes it has a bad connotation, but it was broad enough where, you know, a bound life, a bound lifestyle that that's the, yeah, a bound lifestyle where, it, it could, you know, there's a number of things that she could do under it. So uh, l- l- I don't know which product was first, but let's just say the first product she made was, or one of the first one was the pillow. Now, somebody might think, okay, well, what other pillows can I make? Or maybe a blanket uh, or other bedroom things or something that's for sofas like this pillow was. But she went to another room in the house and it com- what, what somebody might not think is even related to each other, which is something for the bathroom and, and like with a funny comedic, uh, message on it. So, guys, when you're when you're thinking about expanding your brand, you know now now if uh, if you made a brand name that is you know dog foods for us, well you're kind of stuck to making dog food, you know. Um, but but if you, if you have a, a more broad name, um, like Crystal did, you know, think outside of the box. And 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 you know I'm I'm looking at the, her the storefront here and, and a lot of uh, equal sales here, but it's all over the place. You know I see um, I see a succulent. Uh, pillow i see a beach towel i mean that's not even for the house i mean there's just like a, a big variety of stuff here and i think that's maybe part of your success now um uh, like you had said before you switched early on to helium 10 uh what did you or your team like what did you use helium 10 for like what were your like go-to tools I mean, uh on that you were okay, using we kind of used everything right so uh, i mean like helium 10 is such a great tool and i think that one of the the good things about you guys, you guys always listen to people's feedback and then come up with, you know, better and better tools. So I just feel like, uh, you know, what I know about Kingdom 10, say a year ago is completely different from now. Right. So, uh, and, but, but, you know, there's always a few trackers that we absolutely always go to, like for example, the market tracker. Uh, right. And then the competitor tracker. Oh, I actually mm-hmm. can't even remember it anymore because, uh, I don't know whether I told you, but I this. I did exit on this brand uh, a month ago. Yes, I yes. saw. I saw that. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody mentioned so, that to so me. So I I took a little bit break, <laughs> and as a result, <laughs> I can't remember exactly the name uh, is anymore. But you know, the, the market tracker for sure, and the competitor, and uh, I think profitability, uh, and you know, pretty black box. You know, pretty much everything. Like you know, everything. But I would say you know the the one that really is, you know, the one that adds the most value to us is a market tracker because the ranking you okay. need to track every day, right? Otherwise, we'll drop the yep. ball. Absolutely. Now, like you mentioned, you exited your brand. What? How did that get on the roadmap? Like, like did you start looking yeah. or did somebody contact you first? And yeah. And do you remember when approximately that was? Well, you know what? Like, it's funny because actually a, month, a year into, uh, you know, the establishment of the brand, uh, somebody already mm-hmm. reached out to me, one of the aggregators, and uh, they wanted mm-hmm. me to sell to them. Now, I didn't sell to that aggregator. Uh, I sold to somebody else. But uh, why, why Why? not? W- what stopped you that first time? Okay, so th- there was uh, there was something in it where, uh, I guess, you know, in- eventually the price that they, they wanted to 
give it to us was just not what I was looking for. So, I mean, that was, uh, okay. you know, what stopped it. But uh, basically, I wasn't sure. even thinking about it because I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe give myself, I was thinking give myself another year. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but then since you know they contacted me and then I started to kind of you know getting rid of uh, getting ready for the sales right so I started to you know hire advisors start doing my books clean it up and you know so so yeah I mean like so I would say that entire process probably took I would say uh, you know like more than six months to a year. Okay, six months to a year yeah. of getting kind of like doing your you know making sure everything is in order so that once you know a deal did come your way, um, you know. No, it would have been a much faster process since you had everything prepared. No, it's actually, so so that uh, pre- preparation process only took a month, but uh-huh. it was the entire selling process, right? So from like you know uh, getting attention to negotiating to finally exiting. Now I also had two deals falling through, so <laughs> so that's why like you know it took a little bit longer. Okay, so then. Was it an aggregator or just a regular a person or a broker or like how, how, what did you end up um uh what what did you end up deciding to uh, uh to, to yeah, do so as far as who you would sell, uh, sell to? Aggregator was more of an investment company, so uh, okay. yeah, but but I couldn't say more just because uh you know it's yeah, yeah. confidentiality. Yeah, I'm just curious. You know, uh, there, there's no right answer to that. You know, some people use brokers, some people use just sell to a friend. You know, some people you know uh, investment companies like you aggregators. Um, th- there's no you know like right or wrong. Uh, way as long as you're happy right. with the deal. So now, you know, you, you sold, you know, you got a decent payday, you know, out of it. That's allowed you to kick back and, and just kind of relax for a little bit. But what's what's the future hold for you? Like, are you going to go back into Amazon? You're going to go into something else? Um, what, what's what, what, what's your yeah, plan? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, to be honest with you, I think I have ADHD, so I can't really just kind of like, you know, chill on the beach like that. Just not my personality. Uh, so uh-huh. I've been thinking about my next business even before I sold my business. Um, and I definitely wanted to do more in consumer goods space and, you know, obviously on Amazon as well as, uh, you know, off Amazon. So, you know, I've been brainstorming that, I've been doing a lot of market research, uh, not sure when everything will, you know, come together, but, you know, like I've been doing a lot of thinking around my next brand. Okay. All right. Now, you know, looking back, you, you kind of... I mean, your life cycle on Amazon was pretty, pretty quick. Uh, you know, actually it's, you know, it wasn't that, wasn't that long. It's not like you're all, oh, I was building up my business for 10 years and finally exited. It was, it was just a couple of years here. So looking back on these couple of years that you were on Amazon, uh, what are some of the, the mistakes you made that if you had to do it over, you would have done it over again, other than the led light, you know, we know about that, <laughs> yeah. but what other mistakes and what are some kind of like unique things other than listening to your very interesting nationality <laughs> of an employee who had a crazy off the wall idea, but like, what, what were some more kind of like wins and losses you had, uh, along the oh, way? Yeah, I think I've definitely learned so much from, you know, this, uh, you know, I would say first business idea that I have. And, um, I think the biggest lesson learned is that, you know, okay, so, and this is not a lot of gurus don't tell you, right? Um, uh, mm-hmm. And it's that you, if you wanted to do baking anything, right, Amazon included, whatever, other business, is that you really need to have that infrastructure. You need to have the system and have the people in place, right, to help you grow that. Because what happens is that, you know, I think a lot of those courses out there, they just like it's almost like they're teaching you to make a quick buck. And then, so they're like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, you pick this product, you do this thing and then boom, you're going to make money. Yeah, sure. You'll make money, but it's going to be very short term, right? Like how are you going to sustain that? Because like running any company, right? It doesn't matter whether it's 10 people company, a hundred people running company, you need to have the support, right? To help you grow, especially when you're growing in a fast pace, 
like you as a person is not going to sustain that pace anymore. So I did have a team, right? But then I was reaching to that point when uh, I, I felt like I couldn't train them anymore, right? So basically it was going, going from zero to one and one to 10, right? So I was at that one stage where I was like, okay, like, uh, you know, how can, can I even scale it further? Because I don't have the expertise to train them anymore, right? And I need to hire experts. So I felt like if you have that structure set up a little bit earlier uh, in your journey so that um, you don't need to kind of scramble when you're already already at the place where you're still doing your day-to-day operations, right? Like you're still like kind of like need to like micromanaging a lot of things and you kind of burn yourself out. Um, you already know, you know, like this person is here doing this. This is a department. This is a department for this, right? Like as you grow, you also need to grow your structure. It will be a lot more manageable and it will actually help you grow faster and longer. So I would say that's, uh, you know, one lesson that I take with me for my next business. I think a lot of people, you know, if you wanted to build a big Amazon business, not just kind of like, you know, fly by, make a quick buck and then I call it quit. You need to have the mentality of a company in mind. Okay. Uh, what about the the exit process? I mean, like you said, you know, you said no to an aggregator yeah. and there was two other deals that fell, that fell through. You know, there, there are some people out there who maybe might get so yeah. excited yeah. that somebody is interested in their brand that they might take a deal that maybe they shouldn't, but you didn't do that, you know? So, so what, what, what are some things that, that, you know, you can maybe teach other people yeah. about like what, what made you stop uh, doing those, those deals and, and like how people can kind of have self-control and make sure that they're, they're getting the right deal that that's really good for their right. brand. Right. So I think, uh, you know, for that, like, I'm all about like giving people reality checks. Cause I think that these kind of things is people like, you know, normally they don't tell you, like they just tell you the sunshine and rainbows, but that is not the reality, right? So like, I think the mm-hmm. reality is that, you know, and it's not just aggregators. There's a lot of companies when they approach you to do deals, sure. right? Like they were obviously trying to give you the greatest picture and be like, hey, you know, like we're giving you this price. So they try to hook you in and then until you sign that, you know, uh, uh, you, you sign the letter of intent and then you go into the process and, you know, what they do is that they will lower the price and, you know, they're going to pick on this because mm-hmm. then they honor exclusivity, right? So, like, I think that as a seller yourself, like, you should always kind of, like, have been realistic, you know? Like, a lot of companies approach you doesn't mean that all of them are equally sincere, right? doesn't mean that, um, you know, like, they really see the, the value of your brand like you see it. So, like, I think that uh, the biggest lesson learned for me is that, you almost need to really like kind of like push that emotion of yours away from the process because, you know, like things happen, you know, like maybe they discover something they don't like, or maybe, you know, like their own company has some financial financing situation they need to take care of. Maybe there's a strategic change in the company's direction that they end up not being interested in you. Uh, or, you know, so, so a lot of things could happen, right? And you just really need to kind of know that like running your business is like number one priority and not be distracted by, you know, the offers, you know, the DD process and all that, or whatnot, other things. You need to understand that as long as you run your business and your business is growing, there's always going to be offers. Um, and even if you don't sell, like it's a steady stream of income. And uh, it's only going to be a better company if you put more effort into it, right? So I would say that yes. is the biggest lesson learned. And now another thing is turning down the offer. 
so I would say, you know, like, as long as you have that mentality, right? So don't think that, okay, my gosh, if I don't sell, my life is over. Like, don't have that desperation. As long as your focus is on the growth of the business, like you will be having such a clear mind that if you don't like an offer, you will reject it. And if you like an offer and if they something, something happens, um, you're okay with not taking it or falling, you know, this falling through as well. So that is my biggest lesson learned, you know, in this such a painful process. Okay. Yeah, that, that's important. You know, like, like I said, you know, I know a lot of people who might not have this, uh, the self-control and maybe they would have taken one of those yeah. earlier things and they would have ended up with a lot less money or, or even more headaches, you know, with, with the deal. So uh, that's important information. You know, something we do on the show is is we ask our our guests to give uh, what we call the, t- the 30 second tip. So maybe you can give one or two different strategies. You know, you've talked about different strategies throughout this episode about how you found the products and your process of exiting, but maybe something that's a little bit faster, like a, a, a 30 second to one minute, a uh, couple strategies, either about how you found products, how you marketed them, how you did your PPC. I mean, it, how, how to live in 17,000 countries like that. <laughs> it could be a tip about anything. So maybe you can give us one or two tips. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, I would say a few things, right. And I wanted to talk about more of like a philosophical tips. So the first one is, I think more, very importantly is you need to know who you are. So in this business, not only Amazon, but e-commerce in general, like, are you a mercenary or that you need something else? Right. So some people, they're only, you know, if they make money, they're fine. Right. But if you're one of those people who you, you need to wanted to have the pride in your brand, you know, you wanted to serve people and you wanted to make some something better, then you need to spend a lot more time in R&D. You need to have a longer vision of your what your brand is. And you also need to kind of, you know, like uh, have more of a focus of building that community. So that's the first one. And the second one is, I would say, you know, there's a saying, genius is the one most like himself. So don't try to be some somebody else, right? Like in this Amazon world where mm-hmm. a lot of people, they're like, oh my gosh, like somebody is an eight-figure seller, you know, nine-figure seller. Like I wanted to do that, right? But I felt like the you can't, you can never be some somebody else. So you need to find your strength and you need to use that every single day so that you can reach to their height one day, but in a different way. Uh, and the third, I would say, is find your superpower. So like, you know, some people, maybe they have, I think everybody of us have quirks, right? So, you know, some people might have OCD, like, you know, ADHD, autism, whatever, but you can channel yeah. that superpower in uh, entrepreneurship so that you can focus on how to leverage your quirkness into something instead of, you know, be like, okay, I need to fix this. I need to do finance. I need to do everything, right? So you can all sorts of those things and you can just focusing on your superpower as you scale. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, um, you know, like you said, which I forgot, we met at a Prosper show. So so you definitely see the value in, you know, like going to conferences and networking and, and things like that. So did you hear about our our big event that we're doing in Las Vegas this year in September? The Sell and Scale yeah, Summit? Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. It sounds very interesting. Yeah. So guys, make sure to come. Uh, I'm going to try and convince uh, Crystal to come back to the Amazon world and and come out there, but uh, you know we're gonna have Gary V uh, there speaking, Nelly uh, performing. It's gonna be a really great conference. So if you guys haven't got your tickets yet, make sure to go to h10.me forward slash s3, and I'll give you a special coupon code to save one hundred dollars off, guys. Save one hundred dollars off your uh, Sell and Scale Summit ticket. The uh, coupon code is s3bs100. 
BS, yes. Aren't those great initials that I have there? S3BS100. Guys, save $100 off, and we'll try and get Crystal there so you can you can uh, ask her more more questions. So, uh, Crystal, thank you so much for joining. It's really great to see uh, you, your story. And like 95% of this, I didn't know. Um, uh, but I, I usually go with my gut. Like, like I'll know within like two minutes of hearing about somebody's story if I think they, they have an interesting uh, Amazon life story. And sure enough, you did. So I'm happy that I saw that video of you and that you came on here and told your story and hopefully it inspired other people. Look at this guys, you know, she went from going years in college, but then she was like, you know what? I, I know what I want to do. This Amazon thing is the, is the way to go. She, she jumped into it. Um, and then, you know, within two, three years, she's already exiting. Um, and you know, we don't know how much money she made here, but it was nice enough where she's just like been kicking back the last few months and, and enjoying life. And so that's, You've got it made, Chris. I, I, I like that. And I hope other people are inspired too, that maybe they can they can follow in your footsteps. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I would say in life, like I increasingly started to realize that you just need to do whatever makes you happy. You know, like if you're mm -hmm. stuck in a corporate job, you hate it. You know, honestly, how many years of life, you know, should you waste, right? Um, so that's the one, the single most important thing is that you should not waste your happiness on anything that's not worth it. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Crystal, well, hopefully we'll see you in Vegas uh, this year. If not, keep in touch, and, and hopefully we can get you uh, back on Amazon and uh, making your, your second well, success. Well, so, story. Brady, there is one thing that I want to mention is the, for my next business. Okay. I do have uh, a direction where I want to focus a little bit more on mental health, but also consumer goods, you know, maybe in sense space. I'm not sure yet, but I do want to let people know that if there's anybody who's interested in similar topics, uh, you know, feel free to reach out mm -hmm. to me. I'm open to ideas and potentially partnerships. Uh, so yeah, okay. that's definitely something that I'm passionate about. How can how can people find you uh, on the interwebs? Yeah, out yeah. There? So they can find me on either Instagram. So it's Crystal Ren, but it's X. So X T A L R E N, <laughs> or linking Crystal Ren. Uh, but you know, maybe typing Singapore because there's many of them. Uh, you, you'll find yeah. the same profile picture. So easy to find me. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Crystal, for joining us and we'll be seeing yeah, you thank soon. Thank you, Brody. See ya. Bye.